Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Nokia Today. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And folks, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of our Women in Technology series. I'm thrilled to welcome to the program today, Sandy Motley. She's the president of Fixed Networks for Nokia. Today, Sandy's going to be joining us to talk to us a little bit about how confidence can pave career paths for you in STEM and talk to us a little bit more about how to grow in confidence in today's workplace. So Sandy, great to have you on. Welcome to our Women in Technology series. How are you doing today? I'm doing great and thank you. I appreciate being here. Absolutely. Pleasure getting to chat today. So let's go ahead and jump right in. You've worked in a number of different areas throughout your career, everything from sales to technology roles to more business-oriented roles within a company structure. Can you break down what kept you moving forward throughout all those different career paths? Yeah, certainly. So um, I guess the fundamental thing is that I really enjoy learning. So whether it's new technologies or new functions, uh, new areas to work, uh, this is the thing that uh, one of the things that gets me up in the morning and uh, that I enjoy, you know, learning a new thing, understanding that uh, over the course of that day, there's going to be something new for me to be able to tackle. And, um, you know, this is in the face of also looking at, you know, these different roles and these different jobs and trying to apply them to the next job. So, you know, what did I learn in R&D that could help me in the sales job? What did I learn in the sales job that I could apply in the strategy work that I'm doing today in uh, fixed networks, for example? So throughout your career, you've always largely been surrounded by men. Uh, it's a male dominated field uh, for the most part. So what has that experience been like for you working in a male dominated field? Uh, and how did you maneuver that yourself as a, a woman professional? Yeah, so certainly it's been interesting. And I'll say that I started uh, my career in uh, AT&T Bell Labs, where I was in an engineering organization, and we would design communication systems for the US Navy. So, you know, very much male dominated. Um, you know, I started out, uh, you know, needing to travel to Washington, you know, a couple times a month, and presenting to the customer there. And uh, this was roughly about 100 admirals and, cap and captains of the US Navy. So uh, I'd present to a sea of blue. Um, and, you know, actually, I was the only woman presenting at that time. I remember there was one other woman that was at the meeting, typically. Uh, and not only were there customers there, about 100, but there were also other civilians uh, that worked for the US government that were there as well. And that was this other woman. So there was two of us out of hundreds. Uh, so that was my experience when I started. And I'll say, if I look at a recent event, um, Broadband World Forum, which is one of the key industry events uh, for my field, um, if we compare that um, and look at you know, what's happened more recently in the past year or two, things have gotten a bit better where there's a few women there, if I look at you know, the roughly 20 to 25 meetings that I've had with customers at that event over the course of a couple of days, there's a few women, um, you know, not a whole lot more, but uh, there are certainly more in the field. So we still have a lot of work to do uh, in order to you know, improve uh, the statistics for women in these STEM kinds of, of fields. Do you think that a sense of 
lacking confidence is a widespread issue for women in STEM fields? Yes or no? And if so, uh, why or why not uh, do you think that that is something that affects uh, professionals in this field? Yeah, I do think that um, confidence is uh, something that's that's lacking or maybe not as strong in girls and in women. I mean, if you look at um, young children uh, between boys and girls, uh, the statistics say that they're you know both pretty confident in working in math and some of these kinds of fields. But as these young girls go into their teens. Uh, and they, they move on and they grow, they tend to lose a lot of confidence, probably to the tune of 30 to 40% as they go into their teen years. And as a result of that, um, they're not necessarily pursuing you know, the, the STEM areas. Uh, so I do think confidence is something that you know, is lacking. And I think you know, also in, you know, when women get older, when women are working, uh, I don't think there's as much confidence as there needs to be. So women need to work on that. Um, and we need to encourage for young girls, um, teenage girls, maybe in particular, uh, we need to help them with that confidence, whether you're an educator, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a parent or just an uncle or a friend, you know, understand that this is an area that's lacking, um, you know, around for these young girls. And we need to help them to develop uh, this confidence, uh, whether you give them opportunities to speak up, uh, you give them opportunities you know, to pursue math, science, these fields, um, this is something that uh, we all need to work on. Would you say that there's anything specific to uh, the STEM field uh, or STEM fields just in general that can create a sense of, um, you know, lacking confidence for women, whether that's the work itself, the work environment, uh, any of the pressures of, of the job or um, the sort of work that's being done. Go ahead and break down if there are any intersections you see there. Yeah. So, so as I said, um, you know, I think there's a lack of confidence in this field, right? So if we look at journalism, you know, we look at other areas where women are, you know, 50% of the population roughly, or, you know, it, it certainly equals those that are pursuing their careers. We do see that there's a fundamental difference in this area. And again, I think this stems from the fact that as teenagers, girls are less apt to go and pursue math, science, technology kinds of, of fields. Um, they don't feel they have confidence to do that. Whereas journalism, English, you know, some of these other areas, uh, they're more apt to pursue. So we really need to encourage that more uh, because I don't think these fields are necessarily um, encouraged uh, for young girls to pursue in the same way uh, that they are for some of the other teaching, journalism, lawyer kinds of fields. So uh, I think we need to have a particular focus and attention on supporting young girls uh, to pursue these kinds of fields. How do you see that lack of confidence manifest itself in uh, a professional's day-to-day -day work in STEM fields? Yeah, so I think, you know, women in general, um, perhaps, uh, and not every woman is the same, but they don't necessarily speak up. Uh, they don't necessarily 
um, you know, pursue things with confidence in the same way that men do. You know, I, I have an example for, for myself where I've made some pretty tough decisions and I've gotten challenged, I'll say a lot more than maybe the norm would get challenged, um, you know, in that decision. And, you know, the, the point is I had a decision process. Hopefully I looked very carefully at the pros and cons. This is certainly my objective. And I've pursued uh, talking to others to make sure that the perspective is more widespread. And, uh, you know, I've, I've countered other opinions and other factors in the decision. Uh, so if you have a good decision process, the point is you need to be confident in, in your answer, in your decision, uh, and you need to be able to explain that rationale and proceed forward. You know, you can't waver. You know, when you're in the business fields uh, and you're competing and uh, the situation is not easy, uh, once you do make a decision or once you proceed ahead with a project, you know, you need to keep your confidence and you need to not waver. There was good reason for making the decision. So you need to stick to that and you need to stand up to that. Would you say that there is an underlying assumption amongst women that if they show confidence and boldness in pursuing some kind of career advancement, that they'll appear pushy or trying too hard or stepping out of line? Is that something that as a society we've ingrained in how we raise women? Uh, and is that something you see manifested in uh, STEM fields? Yeah, so certainly I think, you know, many women that are in business have, uh, probably most women have experienced where they've been thought of as being aggressive or being extra pushy, you know, indeed, because they show confidence and they show uh, some directive and, and commitment in what they're pursuing. So, you know, perhaps there is a bit of a different standard um, that's, uh, that's addressed in this way. And, uh, but I, I still say you need to stand up to the decisions you make and uh, be strong and confident in your rationale because it got to you to where you are. So, you know, you need to, uh, to stick to that and, you know, not be, not be swayed uh, by the fact that, um, you know, you're going to be challenged and, uh, you know, maybe the challenge is different for you uh, versus others, but, um, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, you need to, to manage and you need to, uh, to deal with really going forward. It's part of, uh, it's part of the business. So if you had to take your career experiences and turn them into some advice, what would you say are some practical steps that women can take to grow in confidence, especially in STEM fields? Yeah, so there's, um, there's a few things that, uh, you know, I've pursued, um, you know, in order to, to be, to, to be true to myself and to, you know, build my own confidence. And for one, I believe in the power of listening. So you really need to listen so that you truly understand what's being uh, communicated. You have a, a good perspective because I think listening helps you to develop your opinion and your pursuit of what um, of, of the topic at hand. So listening to me is very, very key. And I'd say second is a strong network. Uh, you need to have that, you know, both in, in the job, in the field, as well as outside the job and outside the field. Don't be afraid to talk 
to, you know, to different, uh, a different and diverse pool of people around uh, either the decision at hand or even the problem at hand. Uh, that's very important. So even if it's a technical decision, for example, I might go to uh, my HR friend or my lawyer friend to get their perspective on, uh, on how to proceed or and their opinion on how I plan to proceed. Because that does a couple things. For one, it helps me to formulate what I plan to do and why and to be able to communicate it in a simple way to someone who's not in the field. Uh, so that's one step. And then, you know, you, sometimes you get some very interesting opinions from someone who is outside the field. So don't, uh, don't be afraid uh, to do that. Uh, and, you know, even if they don't know anything about it. Um, and then I'd say the last thing is you really need to be true to yourself uh, and to who you are. So I'll, I'll say that in the early days of my management, in the early days of my career, um, I thought I had to be a manager like others are a manager. And that really wasn't being true to myself. And, um, you know, certainly it, it wasn't allowing me to react to situations in a way that, were, that was natural. So I was, you know, kind of in my mind saying, well, how would this other person answer or how would, you know, this set of managers respond? And, you know, that wasn't, as I said, a natural response. So you need to be who you are. You need to take your own history, your own set of experiences and the reasons for you to get where you are and, and answer the questions, make decisions and proceed forward based on that. Uh, and it doesn't mean that you can't ask for other opinions, but you have to be true to who you are and you have to be true to how you would answer the question and your rationale for that. Um, so I'd say those are kind of the three things that I've, I've tried uh, to live by to help build uh, my own confidence in uh, what I do uh, in business uh, every day. And if we look ahead at the industry, what are some changes that you think need to take place throughout the industry as a whole to see more women in these workplaces, more women in leadership positions, and just more confident women in STEM? Yeah, so I, I'll say there's, um, there's also three areas that we could work. So one is on the individual level. Um, and, you know, this, this, this video right here is a, is a good example of, you know, sharing, communicating, helping people to understand uh, the situation and what we can all do uh, to improve it. Uh, you know, as individuals, we also need to uh, you know, pull some women forward, uh, maybe help them to gain some confidence. So there's things we can do on the individual level. Uh, then also on the industry level, uh, there are things that, uh, that can be done, um, you know, in a broader sense of making sure that there's fairness and there's participation in events uh, and in activities. And then certainly at the company level, there's a lot of things that Nokia is doing today to help build um, and to ensure that we've got the right pipeline of candidates, uh, that we're uh, reviewing those candidates fairly, uh, you know, looking at uh, the women across our organization and making sure that uh, they're getting a fair assessment and uh, they're getting a fair opportunity 
uh, to pursue. And there's a lot of things in Nokia that's going on in terms of uh, activities and groups. Uh, in North America, we have a, a women's group that you know, it helps each other. It's nothing uh, out of the ordinary, but helping each other to move along, sharing experiences, etc. There's also a group that's international that's called Strong Her, uh, where women get together and, uh, you know, learn, they bring in speakers, uh, just trying to, uh, to broaden their experience uh, and to share learnings and uh, to also share opportunities uh, going forward. So uh, there's a lot of uh, programs that companies can put in place. And as I said, there's lots of things that can be done on the industry level. And uh, all of us as individuals uh, can certainly understand the situation. We can understand the gap that exists today and do our part uh, to help uh, eliminate the gap as much as possible. And Sandy, how can people learn a little bit more about you and your work or potentially get in touch about any advice or thought leadership on the topics we talked on today? Well, you could certainly contact me direct, directly through LinkedIn, uh, but also um, you know, feel free to reach out to uh, Nokia.com. Uh, you know, if you're young women and you're looking uh, to, uh, to join us, you know, please, we'd love to hear from you. Or we also have other communications organizations that you can contact uh, through, uh, through Nokia. Fantastic. All right, Sandy Motley, thank you again for joining us. It was a pleasure getting to chat today. Okay, thank you very much. It was my pleasure. And thank you, everyone, for watching this episode of our Women in Technology series. This has been another episode of Nokia Today. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and we'll catch you next time.